Now for Operation Strike Make a Longer. You know, I heard Skinner say the teachers will crack any minute. Skinner said the teachers will crack any minute. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Well, we'll show him, especially for that Purple Monkey Dishwasher remark. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Today we're here to review the PTA Disbands. Mitch, what did you think of the episode? It is... I love any episode that involves a lot of Skinner. Okay. As much as any episode that involves a lot of Burns. I think that they have... Um, they've just got such a unique style about them that the writers really seem to embrace it whenever they get to write a Skinner episode and Harry seems to really love playing um, Skinner. So, from that point of view, it's really good. I I really... I mean, we've said before that sometimes Bart is just destructive for the sake of being destructive, but just watching him in complete unbridled glee as to being able to lay pranks and just do whatever the hell he wants to do and to the point that he's almost hyperventilating with excitement yeah. is really fun. Um, and, yeah, so there's there's a... I think it's a very joyful episode. In saying what you were just talking about with Bart, I think it's a good be careful what you wish for story. Yeah. I think as a kid, you always wish that you didn't have to go to school. They get their wish. And of, not all kids, I guess, Lisa, the, the, the intelligent children want to go to school. Yeah. But... All the other kids realize oh, it's kind of boring when we can't go to school. But it's just become what would you call it? like a misfit, hasn't he? Just flying kites at night. <laughs> I was going to say miscreant, not mis- yeah. not misfit. But <laughs> I also like the fact that the topic, even though it was in like 1995 or whatever, 96, still holds up today. Schools bad funding going in, yeah. particularly in Geelong, in the low funding areas, like the what would you call it, the low, lower socioeconomic yeah, yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah. Well, the your nice, neighbourhood, nicest way possible. <laughs> All the primary schools all had to combine because they all ran out of money. Did that happen? Yes. Sorry. I, I mean, it's not that I don't pay attention to the neighborhood, but I don't pay a lot of attention to the schools because I'm no longer in one and I don't have children. So. Yeah, like three or four primary schools had to close down because they just had no money left anymore. They were going to the one school. Yeah, right. That's just crammed quite in. Quite insane. <laughs> now, I'm a little concerned because normally people, Mitch has a laptop in front of him with all of his notes and whatnot, and I'm not seeing a laptop. So, what's the go here? Oh, well, I've got my phone. So, you know, I've What I've are you looking at on your phone? Um... Evernote. I was I was oh, I was okay. looking at Evernote, but I've just realised that I've I've got a new phone, and Evernote was telling me that I've signed in on too many devices, so I had to drop an old device <laughs> because I am not paying for a simple note keeping service. Why did you have? An, why do you have a new phone? When did it happen? Uh, did you lose your old phone? Or no, I dropped my old phone at a driving range trying to video my golf swing, and it, it was <laughs> mid swing. <laughs> no, no, no. I sat it. I sat it on a crossbeam behind me, and then I walked away from it. And I went, "Oh, that might be a bit flimsy," and I went back to adjust it. And as soon as I touched it, I just threw it on the ground. <laughs> had, had I not thought I better s- fix this, it wouldn't have been a problem. Um, and it w- it had been like I'd been dealing with it as a broken phone for three months, and it was just gradually getting more and more broken. The yeah. the voice speaker, uh, the the voice microphone was starting to go. Um, it was stopping. It wasn't tethering anymore. I couldn't use it for Wi-Fi. Oh. So, you know, it's not a very exciting story. I've, I've upgraded a utility, but, <laughs> but you know, um, I'm now brought to you by the Google Pixel. Now, our favourite moment from the episode, PTA Disbands, what was yours? Squeezing in the word perspicacity. In which situation was that? Was uh, Lisa. Lisa, okay. Lisa, I think. Uh, it wasn't Lisa? 
I don't know. You're the one telling the story. Yeah, no, it was Lisa at the dinner table where she could only come up with two synonyms. Okay, yep, yep, yep. She yep. lost her perspicacity. Mine is when Bart goes into the crawl space. I just <laughs> have to go into the crawl space again. And Dan's delivery of the background character saying, the finger thing means the, the taxes. Oh, yeah. Oh, the taxes. <laughs> the yeah, finger, the thing finger thing means, means the, the taxes. taxes. <laughs> so great. <laughs> that whole debate was pretty good, actually. Yes. That boils down... Like, sorry, that breaks down so many political arguments into just those two very core things. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) It'll cost you. Oh, right. The taxes. (laughs) What was your new name for the episode? Uh, School's out for Skinner. Okay, that's not a good one. No, I stayed on the theme of Star Wars because Star Wars came out this week and we're going to be doing a review for it on Patreon. So you stayed on the theme of Star Wars. You've crowbarred the theme of Star Wars in. (laughs) Well, Star Wars came out this week. I've gone episode 124, the PTA strikes back. Okay. So this is episode 124, I presume? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that works. Yeah. I had to do a bit of research to find that, but it worked out well. So trivia for this episode, I'll let you Mm. kick things off. What was Disney's motto? Sorry, but we've got to make money, something along those lines. Yeah, money close. to be had. Sorry, there's profit made. to be had. Yes, that's it. I've got, what's the name of the good principal? The one that Skinner oh. doesn't like. The one that did well at the Princey Awards. Yes. Uh, now I've gone, I don't remember. Principal Valiant. Valiant. Well done. Uh, what was the forbidden music? I don't know what it is. I, was gonna, I should have looked this up. Yeah. Pop, Pop Goes the Weasel. It is Pop Goes the Weasel. Of course it is. Yes. Bart tells Skinner that Mrs. K thinks he'll fold faster than what? Superman on Laundry Day. Yes. Yeah. That, that one was not going to be slipping by in my memory. <laughs> uh, what was in Elisa's emergency kit? I know there was the little... Oh, shit. I know there was the voice. What, what it was? Yeah. It? So, me. like the recording of the, recording, the teacher. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that gum? Is that gum? Is that gum? Yeah, yeah. There was a math textbook. Okay. And a box said to contain cafeteria-style fish sticks. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> And finally for me, which TV star did Finally, I've got three more questions. Okay, cool. I'll let you do another one then. All right then. What does... uh, Define perspicacity. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Is the quality of having a ready insight into things. Okay. Shrewdness. Mm. Which TV star did Bart get rid of as a substitute DJ? Crossed the name off the list. Ah, Mr. Cotter? Yeah, Gabe Kaplan, who plays Mr. Cotter. Okay. Yeah. Which... No, I'll save that for last. Uh, How long were Skinner and Edna in the office? Oh, I was writing notes when the clock was ticking over. I'm going to go, I guess, say nine hours. Oh, it was five. Five hours. 11, okay. 11 through to four. And my final question, which law of thermodynamics does Lisa break? So, it's when the thing's going faster and it's gaining momentum. Third? Uh, it's the first. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing. The first law of thermodynamics, which okay. states that energy can be neither created nor destroyed. Okay. Also known as the conservation of energy. Hmm. I've been listening to a lot of Neil deGrasse Tyson of late. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> could you imagine a spin? Sorry, could you imagine a spin-off? Um, what's what's those? What are those things? Sitcoms. A yeah, spin-off, spin-off sitcom. sitcom. Yeah, like Frasier. Ne- yeah. Um, Neil deGrasse High School. That would be as cool. in Degrassi High. So, yeah, that would be great. Everyone getting dramatic over science. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a line from it. Give us an episode title. <laughs> um, clean the chalk off the black hole. But deliver it. Uh, oh, um, and at six o'clock tonight, it's hijinks plenty on Neil deGrasse High School where Bobby has used pink chalk on the black hole. <laughs> Just like brain fade. <laughs> now, before we get into the review, we've got a few words from our sponsors. 
Mitch, if I want some ribs, where should I be going? You should be going to Big Roddy's Rippin' Rib Shack. Yes. Up in the Brisbane, I believe. The Brisbane. Bris Vegas. Fantastic. Their website is bigroddysribs.com. Now, why should people be going there, Mitch? Well, it looks delicious, doesn't it? For one, it? it's amazing food. It's got like just reviews like you wouldn't believe online. I'm yet to find anyone say a bad word about this place. We've had listeners write in and thank us for the fact that we put them onto the place. Um but not only that, listeners to our show will get 10% off the menu. 10% off food and drinks, including 10, alcohol, 10% which is off, fantastic. 10% off food and drinks simply by saying the code word, it's a secret. Yes, in your best Lenny impersonation. It's a secret. You'll save 10% off of your food and drinks bill. Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack in Brisbane. Go to BigRoddy'sRibs.com. Link in the description of this podcast. More to the point, though, it is just delicious food and you can take the whole family there. The original air date was April 16th, 1995. The chalkboard gag, I do not have power of attorney over first graders and the couch gag, the living room was modelled after MC Escher's relativity and the family runs in through the many complex and conflicting dimensions. That's the stairwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my MC Yeah, no, no, I was just explaining to the listeners. <laughs> so the episode kicks off with the school are going on an excursion mm-hmm. and they're in a very unsafe bus. It got really run down very quickly, didn't it? It did. I love... the. Episodes like this, The Simpsons have a brilliant ability to show you what the plot is going to be in the opening shot. Yep. Like you see the bus dilapidated, run down, and it very quickly leads into not having any money. Yes. It's just a great way of setting the scene. Takes less than a second. It's Was it no actually- dialogue? It's just it's excellent storytelling. It's not actually the old bus though, is it? I think wasn't the old one that broke, and then when the leaf hit it, it explodes, and they can only <laughs> afford a shit one. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. So it's not the case of the buses run down. So I was wrong. Well, I mean, they could only afford a run down bus. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, bus exploding after the leaf is pretty <laughs> hilarious as well. <laughs> it reminds me. Did you ever play Point Blank when you have to shoot the leaf? Yeah, the yeah. Leaf feet, yeah. Leaf, yeah. Uh, leaf falls. Yeah. There's a lot of, I want to say Conan O'Brien style. Yeah, no, no, that almost sounds hacked to say that, but there's a lot of um, surreal comedy in this, like the bus exploding after the the leaf. Uh, even Barton Milhouse leaping as the seat disappears into the hole. Uh, there's a couple yeah. other things that as we go along that I will point out because I took down notes, yes. but to, to find them all now will be difficult. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like a bunch of a bunch of stuff where you're like, well, it's just funny because it's stupid. Yep, 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 yep. You get the exhaust leak, which is the reason why Ralph Wiggum's an idiot. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. It's funny how Ralph actually looked smart in that backseat. Compared to some of the the other other kids. kids. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You feel like Ralph could at least function, whereas the others probably belong in prison. I I feel bad when we go back to the episode, uh, I Love Lisa. Mm. Ralph had potential. Ralph could have been so much more. Yeah, it's a shame. If he didn't sit up the back, he would have been fine. So they go to (laughs) Fort Springfield, but they can't afford to get in though, can they? Well, hang on. How do they get there first, Dando? (laughs) Begin, what is it? Um, We're coming up half a mile. Begin breaking procedure. (laughs) All the the jackets out the windows. And obviously, yeah, too, when they pull in, the woman's telling the story about the cannon and how oh, the yeah. slightest nick will make it go off and hit yep. the watchtower. Yep. Yeah, it is a great setup for nothing. Yeah. It's just set up. <laughs> of course, we don't keep the cannon loaded. It's just common sense. Yeah. <laughs> then Skinner is annoyed even, by even, Sorry, even the guy in the tower who's all teeth and glasses. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, you so want him to get hit <laughs> with that cannon. <laughs> you know what's going up. Yeah. But he's actually not in there when the uh, cannon gets hit, he's gone. Maybe you duck down behind the... Because he's scared, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, they arrive and uh, Skinner is not happy with the prices. I think it was $5 per children. $5 per child used to be free. Used to be free, Gives Otto... (laughs) Sorry, before that, gives Otto the credit card. Yeah, he goes in gas. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And a mint. Oh, man, I should have had that mint afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) It's like brushing your teeth and then drinking something. Oh, yeah, that can be really horrific. Never brush your teeth before breakfast. Yeah, no. Unless you... 
well, I mean, you can eat something. Not you, we big. You've got to get food. You've got to get food in there before you get drink in there. Um, I think orange juice for me is one of the worst. Brush your teeth and then have OJ. It's really quite awful. Really, even chewing gum. Don't chew on gum and then try to drink something. Mm. I did it before. I had chewing gum and then drank Pepsi Max. Not pleasant. I uh, once um, had chewing gum and drank. Don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I'm trying to think, where is this story wanted, going to lead to? I, uh, I had chewing gum, drank a Red Bull, and I went to the moon. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> so Skinner's complaining to the woman that it used to be free, then the oh, yeah, Disney parody, which is ironic because uh, well, it's, it's timely. Well, timely it? now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so timely that we happen to watch it now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Disney bought out Fox today. Mm. Crazy. That's crazy times. That's a big purchase. That's huge. They've yeah. got, what, what is left for them to purchase now? I think our house. That's next on the list. They don't. They already own it, probably. <laughs> well, somewhere, yeah. yeah. Like if, if you dig deep enough through all land title searches, Disney have their finger on on everything. Um, it's a very big deal. Yeah, because well, uh, they buying back X Men. Oh, okay. a lot of money to pay to get Wolverine back. Yeah, okay. Well, who are they going to have as Wolverine? If they can get Hugh Jackman back for a, a new X Men movie, <sighs> that is money. No, they can't do it after Logan. Well, that's set in the future, though. Have the X Men back? Why well, you go back in the past a little bit? Yeah, yeah I suppose. Okay, so theoretically... They he wouldn't could. be old man Logan. No, he'd just be Logan again. Yeah. I don't know. You'd want to be paid a lot of money to get back in that gym. Like, I'm pretty I sure f- Jackman would do it. I feel like it takes a fuckload out of you at that age to get that ripped again. For the amount of money he would get paid, though, it would be totally worth it. There comes a time... <laughs> How old is he? He wouldn't be 50 yet, would he? I think he might be. Okay. He'd be pushing it. Um, if Hulk Hogan can still have 17 inch biceps which, which means his wife's probably 73 <laughs> or something uh, There comes a time where You've got to prioritise spending money on donuts over, over going to the gym Yeah I mean we all reach it at different stages of our lives But surely Hugh is starting to get there Are you a donut with a hole in the middle man Or a custard filled type of donut yeah, It depends on my mood What is your favourite type of donut I'm not donut man at all I, don't okay. just, I just don't like them I think my favourite ever type of donut it was hole in the middle, um, Dolce de Leche, which is like a caramel kind of glaze with shaved almonds on top. So that's a death trap for Nicola. Oh, yeah, true. You want to take the <laughs> almonds off for her. <laughs> but anyway, so the, the rich school, I guess, they just a rich yeah, yeah. school, rock up, and Principal Valiant just thinks he's so special. Yeah. Here's the admission plus uh, some for you. See that they get a little extra education, would you? Yes, sir, Principal Valiant. He thinks he's so hot ever since he swept the Princey Awards. Those things are rigged. They then watch the performance of is it just the Civil War. Yeah, I think it's yeah. well. It, well, I mean, it's not the Civil War because this is Springfield versus yeah, Shelbyville, but it's so a similar it's kind of simil- vibe. Similar vibe to Civil War reenactments. Yeah. yeah. Did you see a guy that really looked a lot like Lenny, but I wasn't did. Lenny? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was off-putting. <laughs> Surprising that they still managed to do that in season six. Mm. Like, yeah, like what? still make that mistake. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they just got. Maybe they're doing it for shits and giggles. Like, Matt really hates this. Let's do it. Maybe. <laughs> I can't think of a face. I'll just fuck, put in Lenny. <laughs> they're watching a performance or watching the performance from the fence. Yeah. Which is another good reveal. Like, you, you feel like you're right there and then, yeah, cut to them being hundreds of metres away. Can only make out the fat soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> and they're But not- still visible enough for the soldiers themselves yes. to realise that they're trying to learn for free. Yes, trying to learn for free and they're not impressed by this at all, are they? No. But they, they essentially just want to kill them. Pretty much, yeah. Like, they turn on them hard. <laughs> Use your phony guns as... What, mallets or... Uh, something, something like that. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> I lo- um, Batons. It started making... Me, this scene actually just made me think of Little Miss Sunshine trying to run onto the bus. You always quote this movie and I still haven't seen it. It's, oh, my, mate, it's, it's my fault. It's so goddamn good. <laughs> it's really great. But yeah, like they, so in Little Miss Sunshine, they have this yellow, like Volkswagen style 
combi van. I've seen, thing. yeah, I know yeah, the picture, yeah, yeah, it's from the poster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the brakes conk out, so the only way to get on basically is you get it started. Oh no, sorry, everyone. Um, you have to get it pushing first. It has to be doing a rolling start, but there's no brakes. So you've got to get it into a rolling start and then run up after it and jump in. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and poor Uda doesn't make it. It's an amazing cutaway though. It's just before they beat him up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. With Skinner, they're willing to kill this child. <laughs> Skinner kissing the permission slips that have presumably got waivers. But it's like you're rooting for Uda and then there's just that moment where he just goes, oh, you're like, oh, he's done for. It's every man for himself. He's yep. done. <laughs> the, the kids don't even look back. They're just like, nah. Every man for himself with <laughs> you on this bus. Well, Seymour, because of your penny pinching, we're coming back from a field trip with the fewest children yet. God bless the man who invented permission slips. Mm-hmm. The scene with Uda is apparently based on a 1965 film as well. A, it's oh, really? Von Ryan's Express. Apparently, it's World War II prisoners who I think they hijack a freight train. I'm trying okay. to remember what it said. Hijack a freight train to get away from the, the yep. prison. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming one of them doesn't get away. Yeah. <laughs> and gets beaten to death. Presumably. But and Lisa are then at school. Everyone's at school. In the cafeteria and they've been given the wrong lunches. This is a nice touch from Marge. It was. Like, for the love of God, God please, please be good. good. Yeah. I didn't mind. think this was for me. <laughs> Mrs. K is pleading to Skinner about well, her demands, what they need, because mm. they can't teach under these conditions, can they? No. And it must be frustrating as a teacher working in one of those schools. I'm sure it would be, yeah, because you want to do right by the kids you mm. want to be able to make a difference and you just don't have the tools at your disposal not enough shredded newspaper to go around <laughs> exactly very little meat in, in gym mats as well but the thing it must be frustrating for the principals of these schools as well because there's nothing they can really do about it no not really they're I just mean, between a rock and a hard place yeah pretty much they've got to try to balance it uh, manage expectations and balance you know the, the budget yeah 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 um, we do get the great moment of harsh reality from Skinner here. <laughs> Come on, Edna, you and I both know these children have no futures. It's just the silence of the cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> Prove me wrong, kids. Do you think some teachers think like that? Yeah, absolutely. I would if I was a teacher. Yeah. I think I'd be very realistic about my students. Well, there'd be some kids not, where you go, there's just no point trying. Yeah, like not, <laughs> not to their face. And it depends at your age level. I feel like, you know, seven or eight-year-olds, you're not going to give up on anyone. But if you've got 15, 16-year-olds, there's going to be some you look and just go, no. (laughs) (laughs) Keep smiling away. Keep moving, boys. (laughs) Lisa is concerned about a potential strike because she won't be able to go to school and learn. She's... Is she the only student in the episode that is bothered by this? Because we don't see any clips of Martin. No one else freaks out. Yeah, no. She's the only one. Mm, Okay. Would have been cool to have maybe Lisa and Martin become friends. Band together or something like that. Yeah. Have like little clandestine teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, student movement or something like that. That's a new new episode for us. Teachers going strike again. They create their own school. They could have, it'd be like, um, not Goodwill Hunting. Dead Poet Society. Yeah. They go off into the woods and they just read yeah. read maths equations to each other in a cave. What about the teachers go on strike? And then and at the end, Martin does a play and kills himself. And the, the super friends. <laughs> the super friends become the teachers. I suppose it could work. I suppose they want to learn though, don't they? They don't want to teach. Yeah. There goes that idea. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it won't work. Yeah, it won't work at all, no. But it's not bothered though. But he's drinking... Was he cracks his fingers and he goes, my bones are so brittle. That's <laughs> right, drinking delicious malt. malt. This episode does have a lot of moments that have stood the test of time. Purple monkey dishwasher being yeah. one of them, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's birthed a lot of trivia names, if nothing else. And Padlin? Yes. <laughs> yes. Jasper's beard in the uh, pencil sharp yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I... <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> Mrs. K then shows Skinner all the poor equipment they've got. That is the, the little pointer. It still points, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and 
and all the different books. I didn't write the book titles down, but I know one of them was William Shatner's. Oh, really? It was. It's it, pretty funny. What's What's that? Uh, Skinner quotes it. They're gonna have to learn about this eventually. I, th- I think he did like a, a, sto- a series of science fiction books. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. If I had my laptop, I'd be able to look back. Yes. But then begins to poke the bear because he wants a teacher strike. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Goes to Mrs. K's spread shit. That's right. Yeah. So, this is what I was going to say. He first plays them off each other just behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, what was... Uh, I think he tells she- Mrs. Krabappel that Skinner said the teachers wouldn't go through with it. Yes. And then goes Don't to Skinner. To. Um, you fold like Superman. Yeah, that's right. Mrs. Krabappel said you'd fold faster than Superman on laundry day. Um, I like that Skinner just has... Falls for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker does not see what's going on whatsoever. The best part, though, is coming up when they're arguing in the And he's the in the locker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> Steerike. <laughs> then it's announced over the speaker. Yeah. And this is another great... Like this, These are the moments where I love Harry Shearer. The... Uh, Attention! All as well as all as well in the school. My authority as principal is total. Yeah, <laughs> I think that clip was used. That audio clip was used in Simpsons Hit and Run when oh, you were really? in the school. Yeah, it's, okay. def- it's definitely used in a Simpsons game, and I think okay. that's what it's from. But then Mrs. K takes over and says they're on a strike. <laughs> Immediately, Miss Hoover's gone. Go home, children. <laughs> <laughs> Before we can even get a question out. Yeah, and one of my favorite. Cuts to commercial break. Oh, the hanging rings. Oh, this actually wasn't cut to commercial break. No, it's not it was quite. just before it, but then yeah. I'd like to get down now. Just <laughs> <Yeah. And then laughs> so sorry for her. She's so tiny. Yeah. How'd she get up there in the first place? Oh, she, well, the teacher would have been holding it there. Yeah, but like, unless he's t- 12 feet tall, I think he just threw her up. Yeah, true. <laughs> then we get the forbidden music. Yeah. Hey, now, now that Largo's gone, we, we can play the forbidden music. <laughs> That. Come up from commercial and Bart is ecstatic about the teachers going on strike and Lisa is very upset. Bit of a contrast there. I thought that Marge is dusting the pets in this moment. Is she? Yeah. Dusting. Like Santa's, she's, she's got a little feather duster. She's going around the house. Santa's little helper and Snowball too are both asleep on the couch and she literally dusts the back of each of them. Deliberately? Yeah. I never saw that. Yeah. I thought she wanted to accidentally while she was talking. Like, no. you know, Bart, when he's washing the painting? It felt like, no, it felt like this was very much, just okay. everything must be clean. Everything must be clean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa brings out the school strike kit, which included, what did you say, the maths book? Maths textbook, some fish sticks, and is that gum? Yep. Is that gum? <laughs> is that gum? <laughs> then we get to Millhouse, and he's excited, walks in, tells his parents, but no, unfortunately, Already he's Already hired a tutor. a tutor. Yes. <laughs> and you'll be staying back late tonight. <laughs> the kids are now just causing carnage because they're not at school, but it's pretty much just permanent school holidays now, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But on the construction site, this is another one of those jokes that I was going to talk about. Can you so do in the cartoon? You think the joke is going one way, then it goes another way at the very end. Of um, like, you there, spin around real fast. I love the shrug of the guy in the oh, crane. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Off he goes. And then when the foreman comes in, kicks him out, you know, big black dude. And then, I can't believe it. Do I really sound like... Yeah. 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 Can't confuse my voice of a 10-year-old boy? Yeah. Hey, caramba. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's a really, really funny way to... You don't expect that to happen. You, you double up on a joke. Yes. Like, you get one punchline in, and then you get a second punchline in, basically, for the same joke. Yes. It's brilliant. Now, I mentioned that you couldn't, you could only do that in a cartoon. That's incorrect. You could probably do that with a voice dub, if you wanted to. Oh, you could do the voice dub anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can't necessarily have a construction site just fall <laughs> apart. Yeah, exactly. Unless you've got a super seriously high budget. We then cut to the arcade, which is seeing a boom in business, because all the kids just have all this yeah. <laughs> time on their hands. Bouncer shaking kids for coins. Yeah. I miss the days of arcades. Well, there's still time zone. Didn't you go there last night? Yeah, but it's not an arcade. 
it's not. I guess it's it's an, a modern arcade. I guess you could say. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm it's not. The, you no, mean it's in like you need coins in your pocket rather arcade, than yeah, yeah, okay, arcade machine. That, it's it's more. It's, it's not video games. You know what I mean? It's more. Oh, I guess downstairs it's got some sure video it games. Time yeah. Crisis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's as close as you'll come. It's close as we're going to come now. There's yeah. one up in Crown as well. Um, Gal- oh, that's not Galaxy, bad, that one. Galaxy yeah. Quest, is that yeah, what it's called, I think? It's, yeah, that's not bad, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like you need a, a crucial element to any arcade game is a feats of strength game. Like, I'm pretty sure the hitting one... Hitting the hammer thing. Yeah, hitting the hammer, but I'm pretty sure the one... Like, um, one where you get... Time Zone's got the one where it simulates kicking a penalty goal in okay. soccer and you yeah, get yeah. to kick, like, a big rubber pad. Yep. And then... The one in Melbourne has like a speedball style thing that you just get to punch as hard as you can and it measures. It's like that scene in Rocky Four where Ivan Drago is measuring yeah. um, how strong he can punch. Never do it on a date though because you'll never impress the person you're with. You like to think you're going to be able to hit that hammer really hard, but you just never do. Yeah, well, I never have. Or you might frighten them. <laughs> He's so strong. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever successfully hit it to the point where it goes to the top? Uh, is that possible to I, actually do it? No, I, I'll be honest. I've never attempted You've never done it? No, I feel like I'm doomed to fail. <laughs> <Is it> so- <laughs> yeah, I don't need that sort of public humiliation. I did it once because I thought, I just need to see how strong I am. And it, it, I was not very strong. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got like 60 out of 100. Just need to see how strong I am not. <laughs> <laughs> then we get Bart playing chess. And this is another sort of funny rug pull. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, it, it's really fun animation on that. The way he looks, he's so concentrating and he's so into all of it and the crowd's gathering and everything's yeah. fine. Just like, he's playing three games at once. Checkmate, checkmate, checkmate. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what would probably happen. Yeah. Then we're at the dinner table once again and we. this is probably Homer's defining moment from the episode. He's a bit of advice. Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. Have you ever not liked your job and then gone and just gone, fuck it, I don't care. And just not perform to the best no. of your abilities because you know you're going to get paid regardless. No, I've probably been... You used to work at a telemarketer, didn't you? Like, would you have not given up by any point? Not really. I'll be honest. I, I, I didn't just I moved into chip a, away at you? No, I moved into a new role before my, um, my enthusiasm and happiness for life was fully eroded. <laughs> uh, and outside of that, I've mostly worked customer service, so... If I do that, I'm letting like it's not about the work; it's about someone else. There's a, there's an end goal. It might be your yeah. grandmother that's coming in, and I'm like, oh, I've got some sort of moral duty that even if I don't give a shit about the day, I still need to make sure that person's day is fine. Fair enough. I've never asked you. Call about me tel- a hero. <laughs> I've never asked you, but you you a telemarketing job. Like, did you ever get hung up on? Uh, no, I, I was an inbound. People called me. Ah, oh, so, okay. Yeah, I, I worked in the helpline basically. But did you ever get abused? Then I should say. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, occasionally I think anyone that works customer service gets abused. We have a deliberately a smart ass back because oh yeah, <laughs> because I could not resist the temptation. Transferred someone to a pizza shop once. Really? Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, just um, someone that was just being real overbearingly annoying and wouldn't, you know, like I, I'm. I'm a thought pretty, they were right, but they weren't. Yeah, but yeah, I just thought that I was an asshole when I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it was just that one that, like, you know, you know, welcome to. Well, it's Telstra. I'm happy to say that because I don't work there anymore. Um, you know, welcome to Telstra. How can I? Right, I've got. I've had it up to here and blah blah blah. And you try to, you know, still Diffuse listen it, to yeah. that person. I'm, I don't care if someone yells at me. But then when it goes on and on and on, and you go, okay, I'll, I'll just have to get through to a supervisor and uh, transfer one three double one double six. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> For those of you playing at home, that was that was the Pizza, pizza Hut. hut. <laughs> 
<laughs> might still be Pizza Hut. I honestly don't know. I think it would be. You would have to. It's ingrained. It's iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa is still freaking out because she's just having withdrawals from learning. So yeah. Lisa's never yeah. been away from school, has, has she? No, she hasn't. No. And does not cope well. No, at all. No, no, no. <laughs> the teachers are doing the picket line out oh, the front. I, sorry, so, I'd love yeah. just quickly Homer with his his second bit of advice. Oh, like, yeah. I've lost my purse. I've lost my perspicacity. Well, it's always in the last place you look. <laughs> He's trying. He is, yeah. Then the teachers have their picket line formed out the front of the school and we get the mm. purple monkey dishwasher. Purple moment. monkey dishwasher, which I've always felt gets... I think we've mentioned it. I feel like it's a bit overrated as a joke. It's not so much a joke. It's just easily quotable. It's one of those... You'd call it an obscure quote where you feel like a real Simpsons fan for knowing it. Yeah, true. But it's not... Like it's not funny. No, it is. I guess it is funny. In is it? It's it's kind of funny. It's it's not like it's not funny at all. It's just that it doesn't feel like it's that funny to it's, have caught on to have such a huge amount yeah. of life that it has. It's just sort of like an in joke for Simpsons fans, really. Now it is. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, yeah. at the time, obviously, just a joke about Chinese whispers. Yes. But like the yeah. I mean, I guess it is. Oh I mean, yeah. I mean, I get the joke. Steamed hams is kind of similar. It's a funny scene. Steamed hams, but the whole really well acted the whole way through. Yeah, as, as a scene, it's really good. Mm. Anyway, anyway, Superintendent Chalmers is having a go at Skinner and he thinks that the cars are honking in support of the teacher strike, but no, very clever by the teachers, holding up signs that say, honk if you like honk cookies. If you, like cookies. <laughs> you would be honking. Yeah, I would. I did this recently for gay marriage, actually, or for marriage equality. What did you say at the front? No, there were people. No, I honked. Oh, there were people. You honked, okay. <laughs> There's a bunch of people. Honk if you love gay marriage. A bunch of people in Geelong for the weeks leading up to the uh, plebiscite. That, yeah. You know, honk if you support gay marriage. And I just got so caught up in the rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel special? Um, Yeah, I was like, I've done my part. Felt like you donated, but you hadn't really donated a money. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just, I've, I've helped the cause. <laughs> I, got, I donated money. I felt terrible. But so this morning, I'm going driving to work. And you know how you get the people at the lights trying to get money from you. Oh, like squeegee guys or... No, no, no. they doing windscreens? For, for, for children, for the Bowen Health. So, charity. Yeah. yeah. The, the buckets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I only had... Because I carry mostly card. I only had 20 cents in my card. So, okay. I had that in my card. So, I thought, do I look like a dick and, and donate 20 cents or just donate... Or do nothing? I just give him my keys? <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at the 20 cents. I looked at her. She's getting closer and closer. And I thought, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I gave her the 20 cents. And she mm. looked at me like, Really? That's um, okay. Well, thank you. Are you yeah. sure they looked at you like that? She or? did. Have she, you projected that? She was smiling. Was it a Labrador that was giving it to you and you've just put your own emotions into no, the dog's no. face? So she, was, she walked up and she goes, Go, money for Bow and Health for the kids. And she was smiling. I said, Yeah, I'll sure. For the do. kids? Yeah. She was, she oh, was, oh, the kids. The kids. <laughs> It'll cost you. Oh, oh right. The, donations. The, yeah. <laughs> so I go to put the money in and she looks, she does this. She looks over the, the top of the bucket to see what I put in. And her face. Oh, you're not allowed to do that. And her face sort of changed and she went, Oh, thanks. And just walked off. I thought, I shouldn't have given him the 20 cents. Probably didn't help that you were cruising around in that new Chrysler. So then, anyway, so then we get to Millhouse and he's actually learning things. He's actually, when Bart's not around, being a bad influence, Millhouse can learn. Yeah. And he's intelligent. Learning about the Teapot Dome scandal. Yes. Which. Which is what? You got some research? It here? was a uh, bribery incident that took place in the United States from 1921 to 1922. Not very long one, but bribery no, nonetheless. Not, not very long. Um, I believe it was in, uh, I think it involved like, Fixing the prices of oil reserves or something along those lines okay. around Texas. Cool. But then Bart rocks up and he has a conversation here with Bart that's very similar to the one that Bob has with Snake when he leaves prison. Oh, it's the car? Girl. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's essentially the exact same gag. Yeah. Jimbo is then watching the soaps with his mum, which is funny. 
There's always little perks to Jimbo that you learn. Yeah. Well, his real name is Corky. Yeah. <laughs> little things like that. <laughs> Did you ever watch Soaps? Uh, I remember after school, I oh, sometimes mom, used to watch Passions. Remember Passions with Timmy? You never watched it, but I know of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my mum would watch Days of Our Lives, like the sort of regular soap operas. I used to have to watch um, Days of Our Lives and Young and the Restless when I okay. got babysitted by Nan on school holidays. Yeah, right. I never actually watched. Like, they would be on in the room. I was aware of them and I knew even at a young age that this was going to be a bad influence you on know, my you, you know the music over there? Uh, well, like sand through the hourglass. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> These are the days of our lives. <laughs> are those shows still going? I wonder. Probably. You'd think so. I'm, I'm certainly. Yeah. No, I, I would. I would put money on it. Or Home and Away. You watched Home and Away. No. You watched Neighbours. No. You used to watch one of them. You were tell, You've told in the podcast. No, you used to watch one. My of them. parents would occasionally have it on dinner. I've never watched any of them. Oh, okay. I've seen episodes, but I've never actually been a watcher. Been a fan. Yeah, yeah. Kearney and Dolph are now bored of playing video games because that's all they do every day. Mm. They've got too much time in their hands. And then Bart is at the bank. And I'll let you tell this one because it's a wonderful life parody and you love Jimmy Stewart. It, it is a great Jimmy Stewart impression. Um, but again, like this is just Bart being gleeful and going, well, where else can I get up to mischief? It's, it's just a good proportion of this episode is just Bart being naughty. and just Yeah, but somehow in a really delightful way as yeah. opposed to an obnoxious way where it's it sometimes feels like, like This it. is very yeah. unique. What are you doing with the money at your house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, like, the, what do you mean the bank's out of money? Now, for people that haven't seen it, this is a scene from It's a Wonderful Life towards the end mm. where um, they've misplaced $8,000, basically, and $8,000 in, like, 1920s money a is lot huge of money. money, and people are coming in wanting to get their money out. They don't have enough for Christmas, on them yeah. to be able to give everyone the money, and then that causes more panic and more panic, and Jimmy Stewart is like, you know, well, I don't have your money here. It's in Bell's house. It's in, like, <laughs> your money has helped build this community yes, and, and yeah. so on and so forth. Um but Mo, yeah, Mo takes it literally. Mo takes it literally. <laughs> what the hell are you doing with my money in your house, Fred? <laughs> it's so great. It's perfect that it's Mo. Yeah. <laughs> we get a, a Mo moment later on in the episode that you feel really sorry for the guy, but we'll get to that. For Mo? Yeah. Okay. Lisa then needs grading. Grade me, grade me. <laughs> I love that. Like, Mo doesn't know what to do. She's like a heroin addict that's yeah. just jonesing for a hit <laughs> and then gets that feeling of like, ah, satisfaction, yeah. walks off with an eight. It's like Marge, she's conflicted because she doesn't want to be feeding this addiction, mm. but she knows she has to. She has to give her something. <laughs> Marge then starts growing concerned. She's discussing with Homer that something needs to be done because I don't like Bart's new habits. And Bart isn't doing very well either. He needs boundaries and structure. There's something about flying a kite at night that's so unwholesome. Hello, Mother dear. Oh, that's it. We have to get them back to school. I'm with you, Marge. Lisa, get in here. <laughs> in this house, we obey the laws of thermodynamics. And that's also where we get like, and her perpetual motion machine is a joke. Yes. It just keeps getting faster and faster. Then we get the PTA meeting and the whole, I'm just going to play the clip, the taxes. Our demands are simple. A small cost of living increase and some better equipment and supplies for your children. Yeah, in the dream world, we have a very tight budget to do what she's asking. We'd have to raise taxes. Raise taxes? Taxes It's your children's future. Oh, yeah, that's right. Children are important. It'll cost you. Oh, the taxes. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Neither do I. <laughs> this is a deli of a pickle. Oh my 
God, the PTA has disbanded! <laughs> no, no, the PTA has not disbanded. I, I reckon you would love the gag of the guy jumping out the window. No, the PTA yeah, has that, not disbanded. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I also like the um, when Mrs. Krabappel is introduced to the stage. Boo! Yeah, just, oh, boo yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's They're just, very childish the way they go about Yeah, exactly. It's so delightfully childish. Do you know, the, the funny thing about this episode is that it's called the PTA disbands, yet it never actually disbands. No, that's true. That's a blunder. Oh, I hope I'd, someone f- got fired for that blunder. I don't know if it's a blunder. Maybe they're just, I don't know. I Maybe they wrote the name and it couldn't be bothered changing it, which I guess is technically a blunder. Maybe they wrote the name initially. Never came up with anything else. Could have been a working title and they went, ah, oh, well. Yeah, anyway. They kind of disband. Yeah, I guess. But the community then decided to take over as teachers because if cyborg is it cyborgs or something? <laughs> yeah, that's right. If cyborgs aren't in place. Yes, then just use people from the community. Then we get the, the montage. First, yep. Jasper with the paddling. Yep. Talking on a turn. That's a paddling. Looking out the window. That's a paddling. Staring at my sandals. That's a paddling. Paddling the school canoe. Oh, you better believe that's a paddling. That would be top 10 Simpsons memes now. When someone does something yeah. wrong, that's a paddling. That's a paddling. Then we get Frank with the ball vacuum. We used to have, I used to have one of these oh. when I was a kid. What are they actually called? What's the what, sorry? The vacuum that has the balls in it. Oh, have- yeah, right. Um, I have no idea. Did you used to have one? I, I think we've all had one. I'm sure every like toddler had one. Yeah. It's, it's sort of the pr- it's a toy that you get when you're just learning to walk. But Frank, yeah, oh, Frank, yeah, but Frank is actually enjoying it more than the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's touch it. No, you can't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> then we get Mo, and this is what I was referring yeah, to. Yeah, right. I, I was going to say, I just looked down and realized what you were talking about. And it's classic that they give him the prank name yeah. as well. Yeah, so yeah. It's just, is it Anita Bath? Anita Bath and yeah. oh, there's another one. He says two, but okay. what, what are you laughing at? Yeah. It's my what big is, ears. It's my big ears, isn't it? And he storms out of there. Well, he doesn't storm out. He cries well, and runs out. Yeah. And then Bart laughs. He so like, he oh. said, forget you, pal. <laughs> he stormed right out of there. <laughs> you just really feel bad for him. But then Leopold rocks up. The really, what, the freak guy. Come on, you little freaks. And you think it's going to be bad. And for some yeah. reason in my head, it was going to be Flanders. But that's a different episode. Yeah, that's when he takes over that's, his principal. Yeah, yeah. It's Sweet, Skim, uh, Sweet Seymour Skinner's better yeah. song. And I think it's the same introduction though. Similar, yeah. yeah. And then it's Marge. Imagine having your mum as your teacher. That would be terrible. A guy used to go to high school mm. with, his mum was his teacher. Yeah, I know someone that um, whose mum taught at the school. But and he was, copped shit for it too. Yeah. Probably because she was very attractive. The guy I knew... Okay, so the guy I knew, the mum wasn't, and he copped shit for different reasons. Okay. Um, But it'd be a weird thing. I'd, I reckon it would help if you'd grown up with it. If it was just thrust upon you. Like if you were 16 and suddenly your mum's like, career change... Well, she was that'd always be, a high school teacher. That'd be though, difficult. So. But yeah, like if you knew it was coming. You're like, oh, and she was like a young mum too. So he was year nine. She would have been no more than 35. Wow. She had him when, he was, when she was a teenager. And she went to uni. Apparently That's so. Very cool. <laughs> but yeah, she was like the hot teacher of the school. So it did not help things at yeah, all. Yeah, no, it wouldn't have. <laughs> was there a lot of like, can I come to your house? And, yes. Yeah. 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 Classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come study after school. Come back from commercial and Marge is introducing herself as Bart's mummy, <laughs> in brackets. <laughs> yeah. I will say, if you get called sweetie by your mum at school, then that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And she's calling you... Drawing the line. Mitch's mummy. Millhouse <laughs> 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 reminds Bart of the booby traps that he set. Yeah, Very yeah. Home Alone-esque. Yeah, it? it is a little bit. And then Marge, oh, we used to do that one back in my day. At the dinner table, once again, a lot of dinner table scenes in this one. I guess that's a way to get all the family together. Yeah, I suppose. And... 
I mean, up until this point, they were spending a lot of time outside of school. So, where else are they? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yep. Bart and Lisa are both annoyed now. Bart is not enjoying the fact that school's not around anymore. Mm. Lisa's still annoyed just because she always has been. Yeah. Well, Bart's annoyed because his mum's a teacher. But the Marge brings up the how it took kids forever to find Canada on the map. Yeah. Classic Homer line. Marge, anyone can miss Canada. All tucked away down there. Then we get uh, Lisa telling us about Jasper getting his beard caught in the pencil sharpener. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good One of the best visuals Yeah Three times Yeah, <laughs> It just does the same thing <laughs> What if I do this? <laughs> uh, it's like uh, Wigan with the hot dog machine Oh what was it Sorry Before the pencil sharpener He also confiscated everything made out of tin Which was Did a, he? Yeah <laughs> I didn't just hear a that. crazy thing <laughs> Would you reckon it would have been a funny teacher to show? That got, they didn't show? Yeah Um well, Bart crossed off Lionel Hutz. He crossed off someone else. I wonder if there's deleted scenes with them. Would have been good if there was. What about... Someone from the community who... Capital City Goofball. Yeah, that would be great. It's just, everything's just a honk. Yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> basically miming yeah. out lessons. Um, Hibbert. I'm surprised that Hibbert wasn't in there already, to be honest. Maybe they could come up with anything funny for him. Yeah, possibly a bit too busy. Because everyone they... Oh, no, no they picked Mo, so they did have jobs, but I suppose Mo only works at night. Yeah. What would be Mo's opening hours? Like... 5pm I've never seen him be closed really like every yeah, time no, no matter what time Homer goes there he's there but we know he is closed at some point because Asians think that he's Drew Barrymore and he's in his under yeah that's true Bart is still pleading to Marge please don't be the teacher like I, I don't want you there mm. Marge just refuses no I'm going to teach whether you like it or not at school Bart asks for money because the kids keep stealing it the boys keep stealing it from him yep. turns around and just gets bashed immediately again what a very clever diversion though that yeah. they set up did you notice Kearney, uh, Kearney's voice was wrong I think she gave him oh, Dolph's no. voice no I didn't actually it was, like, okay. it was very deep Kearney's yeah, usually right. the high pitch one you know? but that's a very nice jig Kearney yes <laughs> <laughs> Bart and Milhouse are then putting a plan together to get Mrs. K and Skinner mm. in the same room to get this shit sorted because enough's enough they can't handle this anymore it's just gone to shit same thing happened when Flanders took over um yeah, yeah, of course. Like, as much as the teachers and, the school needs and principal at Skinner and all that sort of thing, as much as, yeah, they are often derided. Yeah. The glue that keeps the whole thing. Exactly, yep. <laughs> Great. They're walking them to the office. So, Mrs. K saying, well, it's weird. Go to his office. But okay. Then Skinner, well, it's highly unorthodox. Go to my office. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, they lock him in the room. And then we just get the clip of them just yelling yep. on the door, banging yep. on the door for ages and hours. And hours. Was it five hours, you said? Uh, yeah, five hours. Then they just... Give up. And it's sort of a very quick ending, isn't it? So, the, the episode's more about the strike as opposed to how they resolve it. Yeah. Yeah, because um, what is it? Prisoners. Yeah. Like, I feel like a prisoner Prison in my own school. school. Light bulb moment. Rented out to the prisoners. Is it Mil- Is it Martin's shirt that the prisoner rips? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then Snake makes a deal with Bart. If you let him out, I'll give you some money. Yeah. The finger thing. And Bart's, I'm listening. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. It's a... F- it, the episode didn't need... Uh, it wraps up quickly, but it it's... didn't yeah. need a detailed ending. No. No, I mean, it's not an episode that's trying to tell any... It doesn't really have anything is, in the way of, like, deeper plot. It's not a solid story, is it? Not really. It's just an excuse to be funny for 20, yeah, 22 minutes. And it more is than funny. Anything. It does a very... Uh, it does have a lot of classic moments where... I spoke, but could those moments have fit into any episode? I guess they could have. Like put a lot of them, yeah, like a lot of them are moments that can exist in isolation. They yeah. don't really require the plot nah. to drive anything. Well, a lot of the gags that are memorable, if you said what episode is that from, you probably couldn't tell me. No, like, if you walked into the casual no. Simpsons fan and said, when does, Bar- uh, when does Jasper say paddling? They probably couldn't tell yeah. you. Yeah, no, you wouldn't be it. Yeah. They might be able to go, oh, it's that, yeah, 
I mean, he's obviously teaching, so it's one of those ones where the teachers are, yeah, I don't know. Purple Monkey Dishwasher probably. Why are you with- talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop bailing me on the street asking me about Simpsons things. I've got a, I've got shit to do. Yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that if you haven't written anything down for your what did you learn, that's a paddling. <laughs> I learned the location of Canada. All the way down there. Yes. Um, I'm sure I had something else that I'd learned, but I've forgotten it. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you learned something. Yeah. It's just forgotten. There was learnings that happened. Yes. Anyway. Jamail! Jamail is here! Ooh! Mailbag time, Mitch. What have we got this week? Uh, we've got a story of theft from Shay Fox. Theft. Uh, which I like, I like it. Yeah. Hey there, guys. Love the podcast. Listening to it every week on my two-hour commute to TAFE uh, makes it seem more like minutes than hours. Great. Always um, uh, love to hear where and how you guys listen to the show. So, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Mm. By the way, need to mention that there was a bit of a glitch this week, wasn't there, Mitch? So, if you were trying to send snafu. us... A- if you're trying to send us an email... Dando, and forgot to pay through, the, Dando forgot to pay the power bill. Yeah, so what did I learn this week? I learned that if you make... The, if you purchase a domain with an old email, make sure you switch it to your new email. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I mean, it's always frustrated me that you have, like, seven different fucking email addresses and I'm never sure where to contact you. six. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's... The, I, I didn't forget. I, it's funny because I was going to make a meme about it, but I thought I couldn't, well, I couldn't be bothered. It was the... Your domain has been impounded. Your domain has been crushed into yeah. a cube. You have twenty minutes to renew your cube. Mm. But uh, yeah, so I they were sending me emails to my old email. I didn't respond, and the domain went out of what do you call it, out of subscription. Yeah, I suppose it expired. Went dark. Thankfully, no one else bought it. So yeah, that would have been <laughs> that would have been a catastrophe. Yeah, <laughs> on epic proportions. You know what? Hats off to them. Yes, if they'd sat on it for two years, and then in that like forty-minute window. <laughs> Um, but it does mean that there may have been a few mailbag emails that yeah. did not come through to us. So, if you have sent us an email between the 8th of December and Wednesday, the what? 13th. 13th of December. I was, I, please send it through again because I, we do not yeah, have access to I it. I checked the, the mailbag recently. I check, I check it every morning and I was just like, hmm, mailbags like this week. Mm. That's odd. Normally, you get new emails every day. But that was the reason why. Yep. So, please, if you sent one through, as Mitch said, resend it and yep. we'll read it out next week's show. Anyway, back to Shay. Yes. Uh, so, last week, she was looking for a Chris Kringle present and went into a local bookshop to see okay. if there was anything interesting to find. To her surprise, should not be a surprise because this is yeah. everywhere, she saw Homer's Odyssey uh, and a big Simpsons guide. My Her immediate response was just, holy shit, I need to buy this book. So, she grabbed the book, ran next door to an ATM, but in the excitement, then realized that she'd literally just taken the book and mm. ran out of the store. Fortunately, I've done that before. Have you done that? Not with uh, a book, but with something else. Um, I once wore clothes out of Maya, but that was more deliberate. <laughs> I think you've actually told a story where you accidentally forgot to pay for something. I can't remember what it was, though. Oh, I, there's every chance. Yeah. Um, but the Maya thing, I... You deliberately stole clothing. No, oh, kind of. It's a spare-of-the-moment thing. I was a teenager. I um. Did you pull it off? Let's finish Shay's story first yeah, okay, before yeah. we get on to mine. <laughs> um, fortunately for Shay, the owner wasn't paying enough attention. So, she okay. was able to get the money, slip back into the store without him realizing and then pay for the book, which she stayed up until a ridiculously late hour so she could finish it in one sitting. The book wow. is great, just like your podcast. Keep being awesome. Thank you, Shay. Yeah, we will do you. our best. Still available for under $20. Christmas on, stocking stuff. On Christmas what? 
The Christmas stocking stuffer. Oh, stuffer. Yes. Oh, that's under under 20 bucks from bookdepository.com. Or if you're in Australia, fishpond.com.au. You can mm-hmm. get it free delivery Australia-wide for $19.60. That's yep. a bargain. It, and I will take this moment to say, please, guys, if you enjoy the show, buy the book. You will love the book. It's yeah. like 95% new content. You'll see some stuff. You go, I recognize that from the podcast. But the vast majority of this is fresh new material and a lot yeah, of it for the interviews and a lot That's of it great. is about episodes that we're not going to talk about again on the podcast so mm. you're like we've we've managed to tap into ways to find stuff that we didn't do the first time that we were talking about it so and as you said the interviews are great but it would really mean a lot to us and to our publishers if you were to rush out and buy yourself a copy and if you know anyone that likes the simpsons buy them a copy as well because i, I i'm yet to hear anyone who has read it that hasn't liked it and I'm sure that at a point there might be, but all of the fans of the show or of us have been absolutely loving the book. Yes. The link to the book is in the description of this podcast mm-hmm. or just Homer's Odyssey, a, uh, a big and Simpsons guide. Just Google it. You'll yes. find it. That'll hold the little SOBs at Penguin. Yes. <laughs> um, now, so yeah, so I was in Maya. I bought a, uh, a shirt jacket combo that was a little bit out there, out there for my style. Oh, sorry, I was trying on. I, was, <laughs> I had every intention to buy a shirt jacket combo that was a little bit out there for my style. Um, at the time, I was like 16 and the shirt was bordering on... It was a little bit too light red. It was nearly pink. And I had a... Ooh, salmon? Uh, not quite. Not quite, but it was very close. Um, and I had a little denim jacket. I think I was in a Bon Jovi-inspired stage. Um so I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, maybe I think I can do this. I'm not too sure. I need an opinion. So I walked out to look for the sales girl that was there when I went in. She was nowhere, nowhere to be found. So I was like, well, I'll wander over to the next department, see if I can find someone there. And then nowhere to be found. And then I went to the next department. I think that might have been Hi-Fi and there was no one there. And then I'd been walking for like five minutes trying to find a staff member and I couldn't see a soul. And suddenly I was at the exit. And I went, well, you know what? Staff your place better. <laughs> But didn't it go off when you went through the census? No. I think they're a myth. You strategically strategically removed? No, it actually didn't have any tags on it. It's a side of you I never thought I'd see. You thief. You haven't seen it, and this is an old me. Hey, I tried to steal a a magazine, a kid's magazine when I was like seven. I was going to say, I've told you that I stole bubble gum. That's what it might have been. Uh, yeah, that wasn't forgot to pay for it. That was my friend. Oh, yeah. Old, no, I, it was... The, I fell in oh, no, with you, it. You stole the video store thing as well, but that wasn't a mistake either. You stole a giant cutout? Oh, yeah, that's right. I stole the giant Bruce Willis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but that bad. wasn't like a for sale item, so that doesn't... That, that was just every man for himself running out or something. Yeah, that doesn't count as much <laughs> of stealing. Like, that wasn't ripping anyone off at profits. <laughs> that took guts. Uh, yeah, and and it's still to this day in Jess's bedroom, which I like. Oh, maybe it was the the video you reference in the in the uh, in the book. In the the book a- so we we back. do yeah. accidentally steal a video. Yeah, yeah. VHS the store goes out of business. Yeah. Anyway, next question for the mailbag mm. this week. Aaron Truman writes in, "Hey guys, mm-hmm. uh, took your advice and headed to Big Roddy's Rip and Rig. Sh- oh. Rip, uh, Rip, I've done Rig again. <laughs> Big Roddy's Rip Great and Jim. Rib Shack for my birthday, and oh man, that was fantastic! It just falls off the bone. Excellent I can't wait to go. Uh, excellent recommendation, and would never have found it if it weren't for the podcast. So thank you very much. You don't have to take it. Uh, take our words for it. It's people bad. love Roddy's ribs. Yes, and make sure you say, as we said, it's a secret." And you get 10% off. Go to see it for finger discount. Um, Aaron was also one of the many people that wrote in to explain a joke from Two Dozen One Greyhounds when uh, Bradford 2 stands up in front of the TV mm. and Marge says he thinks he's one of the models. Oh, yeah. Inc. So there was a TV show called Models Inc. It was a primetime show on Fox in uh, Fox TV in US and Canada. It was a sort of spin off 
from Beverly Hills 90210. So, thank you very much. One of those shows. To Aaron and to everyone else that wrote in for that one. See the guy that tweeted you hanging shit on you? Followed us just so he could hang shit on us. What did he say? Because I asked you, what did Burns build out of the... Or what, did, what, what did he want to make out of the Greyhounds? You oh, said yeah, that's right. I said a vest and he said... I mean, technically it was a tuxedo. Well, no, it was a tuxedo. Not technically. Yeah, okay, it was a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, because we already had a vest on. Yeah. No, well, and fair point. Yes. <laughs> next question. Um, the next one comes in from Philip Hawkins. Okay. Uh, firstly, Phil says he thinks the Simpsons drinking game is a great idea. Yeah, we're going to do it. But it has to be an episode about drinking. So the obvious choice for him is at Homer versus the 18th Amendment. Someone suggested because it says take a drink every time someone says dough. And I think it was the clip show when Homer says yeah. dough, dough, yeah. dough, dough. The montage of <laughs> doughs. Oh, this is, so he also has a question. So he was listening to Lisa's wedding mm-hmm. and he thought that one way to shake the Simpsons up a little bit more would be to introduce some of the big events that lead to permanent changes in the show and open up new storylines. Okay, yeah, For example, yeah. he was thinking, how did Mayor Quimby get indicted? Who becomes who became mayor in mm-hmm. his absence? Yep. How did Otto start his own cab company, etc.? So his question, what permanent change would you make to the show, not a death, he thinks, for example, it would be interesting for Marge to get a job permanently or for Bart to start high school. What about new neighbours, like Flanders moves? Permanent new neighbours? I think the Flanders-Simpsons dynamic's just old news now. It's like, okay, Homer doesn't like Flanders. Could the Flanders move? They don't really make it work for much either. Um, I mean, they could. I, f- I mean, I certainly think that would be... That's a good episode premise, but... Yeah, you'd have to work pretty hard at who the new neighbours coming in are going to be to be able to keep going back to that over and over again. That could have been how they did the Family Guy Simpsons one. Have the, the, the have, Griffins, have move, the in Griffins next door. move in next door. Yeah, that could have worked. Um, what would I... If I was to make a change... Smithers actually comes out as gay? <laughs> like properly? And yeah. it's handled well? Um, no, that would, that would be more just if I was to redo an episode. Um, yeah, permanent change. Maybe this is more of a story arc. Mm. I would like to see Burns. I don't really care how it happens, but I'd like to see Burns take stripped of everything, loses the power plant, loses his fortune, loses everything, mm. and he has to build himself back up over the course of twenty-two episodes to get back to where he was. Well, it's so already you, been done in one episode. The yeah, old man in the Lisa. Yeah, but that's one episode. I want it to be done over a longer period of time to really see Burns as a mover and shaker and see the the get up drive, even even though it might be evil and often used for the wrong purposes, to really see what he can do and so work his way to done the top. An, an arc. No, they never have. And I would I didn't I mean you can still do an arc and be a self contained sitcom. Mm. Seinfeld did it a yeah. number of times, um seasons four Five, George six, getting seven. married and whatever. They, yeah, like certainly um, season seven was revolving around the, the marriage and I mm. think it was season four, correct me if I'm wrong, it might be five that was when revolving she around at the, the end of the season. The sitcom, uh, around writing the show himself. Um, yeah, dies in the final episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, so even that, like that's more of a change to the structure of the show, but I would love to see some story arcs. What, what's something we could do as an arc that hasn't already been done as a singular episode? It doesn't necessarily matter well, if it's not. Let's say it matters, done. but what's, what's just something that we could do that's different though? Um, well, that wasn't done in the first 10 years that you know of. Well, okay, as much as it has been done in standalone episodes, who's okay. to say that you couldn't have an, a mayoral election as like your your backbone storyline? Because that's something that does come around again and again. Would it make it too political? Too much? Like too much? They've always been political. Mm. And it's something that Harry Shearer would like to sink his teeth into. Mm. And it's politics, but told through a kind of 
skewed prism anyway. It's not like they ever really get into the nitty gritty. So it's just, it, it might only be a small part of an episode, but it's just, it's always there. Yeah, just something that's always ticking along in the background and events happening there make very real changes in characters' lives. Like Quimby promises more funding for whatever than suddenly maybe Marge... Who could it be? Maybe Marge gets a bigger parenting allowance that goes to her head and she starts... I don't know. Um, Who's a smooth talker that could be... Cocaine addiction, but that would be too far. Um, No, you bring someone in. You bring in a guest guest character for the entire episode. Season? Sorry, sorry, entire season is what I meant to say. George Clooney. Clooney comes in for a 22-episode run as um, Phil Huckabee. Cool. That'll work. Yeah, next question. Can we pitch that to Disney? Why not? Is that where it goes now? (laughs) Um... Before you get into the next question, I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do Disney pull the plug on The Simpsons because it's not their baby? No. No. Disney are still a company. And, Simpsons, and, and if The, the Simpsons make is money. making money. There yeah. is no need. You would never cancel a TV show that's making money. That's true. It's like network TV exists to make money. That is the only reason for it. If mm. you can make money and be a commercial and... Crit- sorry. If you can make money and be a critical success, great. If you can make money and have record-breaking longevity, even better. But... At the end of the day, if you make money, you stay on. That's why Judge Judy is still Make on. enough money, you'll stay on. Yeah. But I'm, sure, like, I'm sure shows that have made money. A show canceled. like Judge Judy. No, one, no one's raving about Judge Judy as far as critics. and No one talks about it. It does nothing for the network. But it costs fuck all to put on. And it is a constant ratings winner. It's the highest rating daytime show in the world. Yeah. And The Simpsons are still getting millions of people watching it each week. And they've got the spin-offs and... Um, you know, Simpsons World and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, it's no one's ever going to kill that property. It, in much the same way that you wouldn't kill Star Trek if you own Star Trek and you, like, even though it's it might go on hiatus. and But that the reason Star Trek disappears from TV from time to time is because it stops getting viewers and it stops making the money. Um, it's much more of a niche product as well. But, yeah, like, you just they, these are products that will never disappear as far as a franchise goes. So, the final question comes in from Nicholas Pickler, who's a relatively new listener. Um, who basically, long story short, Nick got sick of listening to music, started listening to podcasts, started yeah. out with This American Life and The Moth. Um, I love This American Life. Haven't listened to The Moth yet, okay. but I'm happy to check that out. Um, Apparently, the one, my dad made a porno or something's funny as well. Oh, my dad made a porno. Yeah. Or is it my dad wrote a porno? Wrote a porno. Something, Some, like something that, along yeah, those yeah. lines. Anyway, um, so we started uh, checking out our podcast and mm-hmm. had a couple questions for us uh the first one why did it take so damn long to start doing trivia at the beginning of a podcast yeah i know <laughs> well we learned the lesson eventually we're idiots yes <laughs> um, idiots we, we we don't think a lot about what we do before we do it and it took quite a while for us to realize that that wasn't working yeah actually no it didn't even take that it took a listener suggestion for yeah. us to realize because <laughs> we kept saying oh you ruined it you we're ruined like, it oh that's a great idea everyone can enjoy that yeah yeah <laughs> Forget you, clown. (laughs) Our podcasts are our life. Um, Second question. Listen to a lot uh, of our podcasts. We talk a lot about um, movies and that sort of stuff, but we rarely talk about the music that we like besides the Beatles, Simpsons music and a couple of others. I'm wondering uh, what type of genre, music and artists do we favour? Do you want to rattle a couple off? Because I was um, thinking about this the other day. I was in a room uh, that was like a, a school teaching room type thing and they were getting people to list Australian music and it really annoyed me how limited in scope the stuff that there was like the Angels and ACDC and, and Hunters and Collectors. And I'm like, you're just listing pub 
rock bands, which is fine. I love all those bands, but there's so much more out there. A couple of my favourite Australian bands, one of them is actually defunct now. They're called King Cannons. If you like Bruce Springsteen, you'd love King Cannons. He sounds just like Bruce. Yeah, okay. The singer Luke. So King Cannons, look them up. They're great. Jackson Firebird, another band that I really, really enjoy. Yeah, still a band. Jackson Firebird, look them up. They've got a song called Cock Rockin' and their film clip. (laughs) The film clip for it was just a, a chick from high school drew just celebrities drawn as dicks and that was the film clip and it got nominated top four for the an aria for best video that's pretty great yeah 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 so check it out look up cock rock and jackson firebird uh, jackson firebird on youtube geelong band the kite machine okay they're a great band um they're probably, they would be my favorite geelong band and it's i just i love supporting the there's locals. something so unwholesome about watching the kite machine at night yes <laughs> um the kite machine they're great uh, i'm just trying to think other australian bands the rubens are doing very well for themselves mm-hmm. they're great um King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. They release like 10 albums a year. They're... Jesus. They're fantastic. Prolific. Yeah, all their stuff's great. So check them out. And a band that you enjoy as well, Mitch, local band from Brisbane. Uh, Ballpark uh, Music. <laughs> local band from the other end Australia of the country. Band, Australia yeah. band. Uh, Ballpark Music, yes. Um, one of the best uh, local gigs that I ever went to is Ballpark Music. They're I fantastic. think I told you I saw someone get body slammed on the concrete. Really? Yeah. YouTube them singing Bohemian Rhapsody. It's fantastic. I'll try to check that out. What, I'm, what I really want to find on YouTube for them, because they did it on the night and it was fucking amazing. It was um, Oh What a Night by Frankie Valley. Hey, yeah, cool. Yeah, they're, they're great at doing covers. Check a, them out on like a version as well. Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. sweet. Um, my, I mean, my big ones, the the holy trinity for me are the Whitlam's, Ben Folds, and Kate Miller Heidke. Um, mm-hmm. I really, really love Kate. I like, I love the, her ability to bring classical opera based training into a pop environment. Um, she has some haunting songs. She has some beautiful songs. She has some fucking hilarious songs, which yeah. I like. Ben Folds, I adore. His like a version of Kesha Sleazy is one of yeah. the, like the pinnacles of music for me. And I've always really, really liked the Whitlam's um, Melancholy and that sort of stuff. Um, and you love Rihanna, right? Oh, so much. <laughs> um, um, Billy Joel, Elton John. Like, if you throw a piano at me and some and some energy, then I'm probably going to be a fan of your music. Um, you've listed a lot of the Australian bands and a lot of really good ones, and you know more about music than I do. So, but that's that's a handful of people you should listen to. Yeah. Um, and what was that band that the they sent us a T-shirt with bleeding? The Mackinac Peaches. Mackinac Peaches. Check them out yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. We're done. Cool. Mailbag over. Thanks for listening to our review of the PTA Disbands. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you haven't already. Also, Homer's Odyssey and Big and Simpsons Guide is available now for under twenty dollars. You can get it at if get it in, in, in time for Christmas. Yes, if you're in the US, go to thebookdepository.com. It doesn't say because on Amazon you can't get it, but on yep. Book Depository they'll ship worldwide from the UK yep. to your doorstep. It's available. Ignore in Australia. the fact that it says April; it will come out now. Yes, fishpond.com.au in Australia to get it for under twenty dollars. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Shh.